What's up, everybody? I'm Sarah. I'm Sam. And I'm Bobby. And this is Speaking of Missing Persons. back everybody to another episode of speaking of missing persons and welcome to the new listeners before we get started on today's episode quick shout out we have another show unsolved mayhem make sure you're going and checking that out and we have a patreon we're putting up bonus episodes every other weekend and uh you get photos and everything on there so make sure you're going and checking that out and sarah let's hop right in who are we talking about today so we are going to talk about a guy named Bradley Wayne Allen. Okay, and he's the missing person? or yes. was it Okay. He, that is... That, that sounds like a serial killer name, does, like, for sure. He has yeah, three, three first names. names. Yeah. yeah three first names. I have the same thought. Yeah, three first names doesn't bode well. No, it doesn't. But this guy is missing. So Bradley was last seen on June 18th, 2017. He was 37 years old and lived in Fountain Hill, Arkansas. He was reported missing by his girlfriend, Megan Cody. Okay. The, the couple lived with Brad's grandfather on his 20-acre property off Ashley Road. All right. Multiple, this is like um, kind of where we're from, where all your family like lives on the same property pretty much. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So... There's multiple family members living on this 20-acre property in their own houses. Makes sense. Um, I mean, it is convenient. Yeah. Yeah, and that's very common in, in the south. In the south. Yeah. So not only did him and his girlfriend live with his grandfather, his sister and her husband lived on the property, and so did his parents. He was a construction worker. He had a two-year-old son with Megan, and then he had two daughters from a previous relationship that also lived nearby. In the early morning hours of June 18th, around 3 a.m., Brad and Megan were having an argument when he told Megan that he needed to cool off for a little while and have time to himself. He told her he was going to go take a walk in the woods and he'd be back in a few hours. Oh, boy. I mean, I'm not above taking a walk in the woods. <laughs> no, I, no, I understand. Like that is scary a movie start. That's a pretty common thing. Somebody needs to cool down. You're surrounded by woods. I'm gonna go take a walk in the woods. Three a three a.m. I'd be like, no, mm. I wouldn't do it at three a.m. There's skinwalkers out there. Exactly. Depends on where you're at. But they're in Arkansas. Are they? Thank you. Yeah, Fountain Hill, Arkansas. No, I mean like skinwalkers. I oh, thought you were saying I... skinwalkers are in Arkansas. I was like, I, I thought they were everywhere. I thought, well, I thought they were just in Appalachia. Yeah, they're mainly they're... like Appalachian thing. Yeah, I know, but I think there are some other places. I don't know. This is not an unsolved case, and a lot of people can't even s- stomach the word skinwalker. Oh, I it know. It gives them panic attacks. So sorry. 
so she watched him leave the house and then she decided to go to bed because she was like, you know, he'll come back when he's cooled off. It's possible that's happened multiple times well, before then. Yeah. I, I mean, know. even if it hadn't, I mean, do you blame her? She, this is three in the morning and he's saying he's going to be a couple hours. You're really going to sit there and twiddle your thumbs until five or six a.m.? No, especially when <laughs> you have a two year old kid. Who's gonna probably going to get a kid? Dude, they get up early and yeah. it's probably like 7 a.m. Well, I don't blame her. When she woke up that morning, Brad had not returned home. After calling his phone and it going straight to voicemail, she decided to call his cousin, Jennifer Davidson, for help because this was like Brad's best friend in the family. Okay. It's his cousin, Jennifer. He was not on speaking terms with his sister or his parents for about a month before this. So she did not even tell them that he was missing, even though they all lived on the same property. Oh, wow. So Megan and Jennifer and Jennifer's fiance started searching the property for Brad and calling everyone that he knew when and his family besides his grandfather have no idea he's even missing that's uh, so then all these people are just going to start showing up on the property i guess looking for well it's just the three of them looking for him that's unreal that like i mean when you got everybody living in close proximity like that even when it's not family and like neighborhoods where it's all close-knit you know everyone knows everyone word travels fast yeah well if none of them are really speaking to each other. Yeah, even though they're on the same property. I don't speak to any of my neighbors. I'm just going to say that right now. If they say hi to me, I'm like, head nod. Especially <laughs> especially if there's bad blood amongst family at right. the moment. And I couldn't find out why they were fighting. Just that they had not spoken to each other in over a month. Gotcha. Now, they did try to report his disappearance to the police, but they were told they had to wait 72 hours. Of course. Which is a long-ass fucking time. Yeah, Most so of the dumb. time, it's 48. 24 to 48. Yeah. But 72 hours, that's a bit extreme. Right. So, they spent this time calling his employers, co-workers, friends, old friends, like anybody they know that he had talked to in his life trying to find him unsure what to do next jennifer went and talked to their grandfather for advice and he thought that brad would come home on the 21st because he was his check got deposited at midnight on the 21st so he told them like don't freak out yet just wait maybe he's somewhere cooling off and he'll come back to get his money right because he left with only his phone he didn't have his wallet car keys none of that he only had a phone that was dead when he did not come back for his wallet this is when jennifer and megan decided to go tell his parents and his sister that he was missing and then they went and filed a missing persons report later that day and they actually took it this time yes The Ashley County Sheriff's Office took the report and did multiple searches of their own of the property and surrounding areas. 
They brought cadaver dogs and tracking dogs twice. The tracking dogs would follow his scent for several miles down the actual road, and then they would lose it. They never got his scent in the actual woods. Oh. They checked his bank account, credit card accounts, and there was no activity since he went missing. They got a search warrant for his cell phone and found that the activity ended right when he left. Like, he, his phone died pretty quickly after he left the house. Investigators interviewed everyone that lived on the property and their neighbors. They even followed leads of possible sightings as far away as Louisiana, but none of those sightings turned out to be Brad. Jennifer actually quit her job to search for Brad. Wow. No one in his family believed that he would just walk away, especially from his kids, because he was really close to his daughters and his son. I think his daughters were a little older than his new son. They felt that he met with foul play, that something happened to him on Ashley Road that night while he was just trying to clear his head, but police are not so sure. They don't believe foul play happened, and they're treating the case like he's still alive. Really? Please think he just ran left off. He just left. As, yeah. you, as they usually do. Mm-hmm. I, found I mean, did he have a lot of enemies in that town or something? No. But I did find a lot of people on the Facebook page that, you know, his mm-hmm. missing person Facebook page uh, that believe Megan was involved. They all kept saying that either she did something to him or she hired someone to do it. Really? Hmm. Yeah. I don't really know how I feel about that. I I guess it's possible. It is possible. Anything's possible. But you would think that there would be some kind of evidence. Yes. Some trail of something. People aren't... Even when they try their damnedest to cover all their tracks... Yeah, this was I in mean, 2017? Yeah, and police yeah. searched his, the, his grandfather's house. How would she have done something to him in the house if his grandfather was home and his grandfather not know anything about it? Or how would she have done something to him in the woods and d- tracking dogs or cadaver dogs not find that? Yeah. Right. I don't know. So I don't know how I feel about it. Now, me and Bobby always go to the weather theory. Yeah, it's my only... But I looked it up. I spent a lot of time looking it up, actually. The temperature, it was June 18th, so it was June. Okay, spring. The temperature at 3 a.m. on June 18th in in that town in Arkansas was 76 degrees. The wind was blowing at like six miles an hour, but there were no gusts. There was no rain. It didn't rain that day or the day before or the day after. The humidity, though, was at 97%. So I did this whole thing because there's like, if the humidity is at 97%, that means there's only 3% left 
that it can hold water before it possibly rains right or whatever and it's like becomes hard for you to breathe and muggy and you feel like sticky like you have a wet blanket on and you feel kind of oppressed like something is sitting on your chest and you it can cause disorientation so then i was like okay well maybe the humidity had something to do with it and he got disoriented and just got lost possible but then at the same time i'm like he's born and raised in arkansas yeah, I'm sure he lived and Arkansas on, is known off that property. For, yeah, and Arkansas is known for being the most muggy, humidity-ridden place. Like, they say it's like the poster state for humidity. So then I was like, out of ideas. Don't know what could have possibly happened. I mean, trip and fall, you know, hurt you fall into some kind of potential hole. Like little ravine, anywhere that's not easily visible by people in the woods, the and only you're injured. Thing that throws me off though is his scent was only tracked on the road itself, and then it just stops, which makes me believe he was picked up. It's the only thing that makes sense to me. Yeah, he, he got was, into a car. He got into a car. I don't know. So he could have. 100% left on his own and somebody just yeah, met right him before, there. Well, no, because nothing pinged off of his phone before it died. I was going to say he could have called for a ride. Yeah, no, that's a strange one. If that's the case where he set it up, I'm sure they've looked through his messages and phone records and all that. It sounds to me like one of two things happened. Either, yes, he was abducted somehow. Or option B, he was hit by whatever car. See, and I, I they had that option. Took him I, to cover I up a hit and run too. type situation. Yeah. Disposed See, of him somewhere else. Yeah. Or C, he verbally, like in person, where there's no actual record, was in contact with someone to help him walk away. See, that's, I think, those uh, are my two thoughts. I think more than likely. A drunk driver or a distracted driver. Yeah. 3 a.m. That's not long after bars close. Mm -hmm. Or Mm -hmm. at some, in some instances, exactly when bars close, probably got hit by a drunk or distracted driver who stopped, threw him in so that they didn't end up going to jail for hitting and killing somebody. I mean, it's possible, but I feel like there would be blood evidence on the sh- on the road. There would be some kind of potentially. I don't know. But by the time in Arkansas, with the humidity being that high, by the time the police actually got around to searching for him, the likelihood that it would have rained at some point between yeah, that's true. Then when the police got there, they didn't. I would even... assume is high. They didn't even report him, get to report him missing until 72 hours after he went missing. No, well, true. And what any was, kind what of was evidence. The town? What was the name of the town? Fountain. Yeah. Hold on. Fountain Hill. Okay. You looking up uh, weather records? No. I was trying to see if it was a wet or a dry county. 
Oh, you were trying to see if they actually have bars. Yeah, because it's still pretty common in a lot of southern, like, oh, yeah. towns and states where there's, like, a lot of dry counties. Gotcha. I mean, I don't feel like that's relevant because a lot of times those dry counties are neighbored by wet counties. Uh, a lot of times those dry counties have more alcohol than wet counties. Yeah, there's a lot of bootleggers. <laughs> yeah. So we grew up in a in a dry county. There's way more alcohol than there is in a well. Wet the only reason why I'm looking it up is because your bar theory bars close at three a.m. Like the likelihood of somebody just be driving around at three a.m. drunk is the reason why I was that. Or if the next county over, the bars close at two a.m. and that person's meandering their way home, weaving down the road drunk. I don't know. Who knows? Or someone's texting and driving and just... I mean, that's also a good possibility. Like, see, yes, I had the thought that he could have gotten hit by a car and they took his body. Yeah. Like, I really genuinely hope that he is still alive and the police are right and he just hopped in someone's car, you know, whatever... It's just hard for me to but, believe just well, odd. based on the fact that... It's one, odd that I hope he's still alive? No, sorry. I was reading... So, they're, they can't sell alcohol in liquor stores, gas stations, or supermarkets. That's prohibited. But they do serve alcoholic beverages in bars and restaurants. Yeah, I think that's how... Between 7 and 2. I think that's how Corbin oh, is. Between 7 and 2. Yep. I think that's how Corbin is. Yeah. Well, look at that. Between so you can't sell it two. like packaged, right. you can, but you can order it at a bar or a restaurant. I think that's what hap- That's how Corbin is because cops just sit outside the restaurants and bars <laughs> and get you for drinking and driving because they Makes can't sense. sell it at like stores. Anyway, I personally don't think he just ran away because... His one of his daughters is very active on Facebook trying to find him, and she's very devastated by the whole thing. No, I definitely don't think he just walked away. No, like I don't think he's out there Either living a there double was life. Like a tragic accident or something. Yeah, there are two people though in his life that will never get those answers his cousin Jennifer passed away tragically on July 13th, 2019 mm-hmm, in an that's, accident. That's sad. And his mother, Linda, passed away on November 29th, 2020. So she spent two years devoting her whole life to trying to find him, and then she ends up passing away. I thought it was, like, super sad. Yeah, that is very unfortunate. Yeah. So Brad was between 5'7 and 5'8, 165 pounds. He had brown hair that was like short and like receding at his temples. Oh, okay. And he had a mustache and goatee, possibly at the time that he went missing. I don't know why that's possible. Like Megan wouldn't know if he had a goatee and mustache. And he had green eyes so if you have any information you can call the ashley county sheriff's office at 870-853-2040 there is no reward that i could 
find. So mm-hmm. do it out of the kindness of your heart, not for money. All right. Well, if you know anything, reach out to the number. Don't forget to check out our other show and check out the Patreon. Leave us five stars wherever you're listening. Make sure you're subscribing so you don't miss any future episodes. And, uh, yeah, any final thoughts? Mm, no, not really. No. All right. We will see y'all back next week. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. Bye. Bye.